Welcome to the Post Up. This is your weekly NBA show coming out of the Gold Boy Sports Network where three friends cover everything from the association. And we have a pretty packed draft recap episode here. I can't get my headphones situated, but we'll get that as we keep going. Uh, Joining, my name is Michael Willis at Carefree Willis on Twitter. Joining me, finally, we got three man booth again. Yeah! Woo! At Ryan Props is back. He was on vacation, but not really on vacation because he has two on the way, three children. Uh, so he never really got to enjoy anything while he was gone, but he's going to enjoy the hell out of this episode. Dolan, what's up, dude? You're damn right. Yeah, it's super excited. I mean, my goodness, fellas, it's been it's been a while. A minute. So it went, minute. it went me, Dylan, me, Michael, Michael Dylan uh, uh, for three weeks now. So this is our fourth week. So it's been a long time since we had the three-man booth. So uh, interesting way to ch- kind of jump into the offseason. You know, we're, we're now all back. Uh, we're now in the offseason itself. So, I mean, I'm excited to get started. I think NBA offseason is a little different. I mean, NFL is pretty fun, but NBA is just has a little bit extra steam for me. So I'm excited, man. I, I think we'll have a lot of fun this summer talking about this. I'm very excited for this episode specifically. That's a damn right, dude. I can't wait that all of us are back. Third man. Most important person here, not the least important. Save the best for last, I guess. At Dillbond00, Celtic fan. Dylan, three-man booth back again. That's pretty hype, huh? That's right, dude. The boys are back. Hey, I got I got w- one phrase for you guys. Ready? Libbity-bibbity, baby. I knew, I knew he was going to say it. I knew he was going to say it. If you guys haven't been checking out uh, this WNBA season, how I'm, I'm, I should know this. How deep are we into this WNBA season? Early, right? Early days? Yeah, we're less than 15 games, probably 12-ish to 14. I would say about two or three weeks ago, the, uh, I almost said D to G, uh, fully. The uh, post-up boys are diving into this NBA, WNBA season. Uh, Myself, Dylan Dolan, and our buddy Nate become mad. There are no bigger Liberty fans than us. Sabrina, I I think it's called Ionescu. I'll I'll, I'll forget Inescu, I'll forget how, yeah. how to pronounce her last name. Uh, she is an absolute dog. What'd she drop today? 30 points? 31. Dylan? 31. <laughs> Seven threes. She got some like sweet out there. Yeah. She got some sweet shoes coming out. I'm actually going to be chopping those shoes. Fans. Yeah, I think, I think we're all going to buy their gear. and 100%. Uh, 100%. Way. This is Can't not banter. NBA player shoes. Boys, let's, uh, let's dive into it. Massive draft. A draft that... We've said it on the show before, but a draft that usually around this time, Dolan gets very into it. As a Sixers fan, it's been ingrained in his DNA to get hyped for the draft. As a Pistons fan, same. I'm not picking on him at all. It's These are the time of year I'm getting stoked. Hated it the past, I'd say, five seasons ago. But, but, but for the past three or four years now, been a pretty exciting time. I don't think I was more excited for any other draft than this one on this past Tuesday. I was stoked for this draft. And the Pistons... Had the fifth pick. We got robbed out of the Victor <laughs> Wimbanyama sweepstakes. Nobody's talked about it, so I'll bring it up here. No worries. Uh, no surprise. Victor Wimbanyama goes first. Is this? Is he going to be future Hall of Famer, Dylan? Cool. 
You know, I started, I was pretty much all for him because it's like, it's kind of hard not to believe the hype. But I did see a video of him shooting around and he missed like four oh, wide open jumpers ah, by himself. That was rough. That was rough. Rick and Paul's dude. I'm his just career like, is cooked. Name, name another Hall of Fame 7 5 player. Just name one. Yeah, yeah. From France. I, it's just that. From France. Not, not yeah. likely. Not likely. Yeah. That was uh, that video. If you don't know what Dylan's talking about, that video was a uh, that was a rough watch, man. Rough watch. Dolan, thoughts on uh, Wimby? Jeez. We're talking Hall of Fame for this guy already. Uh, I think I've said it on the show a couple times. I'll say it again: the, the basketball Hall of Fame itself is is at least relatively easy easy to get into. So I I wouldn't be surprised. And I mean, I think he's got a long career ahead. Hopefully, health stays on his side. Um, I, I, I yeah i I would project yes. It's obviously it's so hard to say now. He needs to get so much accomplished, but I think. Uh, he landed in the spot to pull all of the things off that he will need to pull off to get there. San Antonio is in the Western Conference. There are going to be many nights coming up where Dolan, Dylan, and I are sitting on the phone at 1030, 12 o'clock at night. Dylan's over there probably saying no because he's got to work early in the morning, but we're going to make this man get up. Uh, and we'll be watching Victor Wimbanyama. I mean, Spurs kind of, I mean, they're going to be a they're going to be a, a lot of people's uh league pass team but moving on so much has been said about victor i don't i don't think we need to spend a whole lot of time on it we'll, we'll see how this guy does dylan said a moment ago seven four almost seven five bricking shots earlier today that was a video that we saw uh, yeah let's move on pick number two the charlotte hornets and t's and peace i want to say t's and peace to every every individual out there that follows sham sharania allegedly putting out a tweet to boost draft odds. Many people jumping in on uh, picking Scoot to go number two overall. Brandon Miller gets drafted, and Mitch Kupchak comes out and goes, uh, we had absolutely. And, of course, he's going to say this, but, I mean, he seemed pretty realistic. He goes, ah, we never – we were always going to pick Brandon. Dylan, where, how surprised were you? I mean, I know you said Scoot was better guy. That's That was your guy who you would have had picked at Charlotte, but how surprised were you to see Brandon Miller go? I mean, honestly, I was pretty surprised. I I still don't really get it, honestly, if I'm being frank. But uh, we'll see. I could be wrong. But I I like Scoot a lot. And after this draft, I like him even more. After like, uh, just like reading up on him a little bit, I like him a lot. But we'll see what Brandon Miller's going to do. I mean, he thinks the GOAT's Paul George, so he might be kind of dumb. But let me, let me basketball I'll, I'll, IQ's on the floor there. But I... I I sent that I sent that video out to the the group text as well, kind of picking on them. I I it is funny, and I I do we should be able to laugh at that. But he's nineteen. I mean, he he ten years ago, Paul George was chilling on Indiana. That probably is his go. That's just his favorite player, I guess. But that was so funny for him to say that, but, and with but that's, with supreme but, confidence. But but can we just like we there needs to be a fine line between your influence your favorite player and, and the agree. goat like i agree fair i think i think the goat is just such an overused phrase now that it's just lost all value so uh that's that's not how the goat works like yeah it's, it's not how it works but i mean you know it's not up for me to decide i guess but uh yeah the, the goat is the greatest of all time it's not who you've modeled your career after it's not who yeah. was really good when you were growing up i mean i don't know that's just not quite how it works but uh, I think that's just the nature of the world that we live in now. It's just been an overused phrase for long enough that it's lost its value. 
Dolan, thoughts on the fit there in Charlotte, Brandon Miller, and uh, you don't like it? I'm stunned, well, man. I so, like this fit. So I don't, I don't dislike the fit itself. In yeah, fact, I, I'm, I, you know, I, I'll tip my cap. I mean, obviously, they they felt strongly enough to to draft fit, but that that in itself is the problem in my eyes. Uh, it, if I have the second pick in the draft, I will never in a million years draft on fit. I'm going to grab the best player on the Absolutely. board. And, you know, while, 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 of course, it, you know, it feels kind of obvious now, but it's not obvious. We don't, we don't know. I mean, a lot can change right now, but from what we know, where we sit in our chairs right now, Scoop was the better prospect. Um, and I don't really see much doubt in that. Um, and as far as I'm concerned, you take the best prospect. You don't take the guy that fits a little bit better. Um, so I, I don't know. I, I felt a little weird about it. Uh, there was a video of a potentially, I guess it was a bar in Charlotte. Um, and they showed everybody's reaction to Miller getting drafted and they were like really upset. Yeah. Uh, they, they showed a, a video of a, the mascot, the Charlotte mascot, and even he was upset over the pick. So it's just like, you know, with the second overall pick, you don't want to a piss off your fan base and B not take the best player available. I mean, those are both huge X marks to me. And Mitch Kupchak talked about how MJ still pretty much had the final say on this, which is mind blowing to me considering I, by the time these guys are actually playing, he'll probably be, be gone. The, I'll this, get into it. MJ has nothing to do with this. So why the fuck does he have the final say on that? But I don't know. You guys seem excited to talk about that. So I'll kind of pass it off to you. But uh, technically, no, I don't think Charlotte. Uh, I, I don't like this. I don't like this at number two. But you guys seem to perk up a little bit when I said that. So go ahead. I am. Uh, I am. I feel like this was definitely made for me right here. I am very pro. I think Charlotte got a very good player, regardless. I mean, they if they didn't pick Scoot, they got Brandon Miller. I think Brandon Miller is going to be a very, very good player. We've talked about it. If you haven't listened to our previous show where Dylan and I covered the draft, go check that out. Dylan and I dove deep into Charlotte and deep into Scoot and his Brandon Miller thing. I think Brandon Miller is a very good player. When it came out that Michael Jordan was heavily influencing this pick i truly dolan just mouthed what the fuck to me that was literally what i was thinking i'm like this guy is sold he's technically gone he has nothing to do with Charlotte. this is i know it's michael jordan but this is the equivalent of me being in there i have nothing to do with the charlotte hornets i have absolutely but nothing to do with them. I, I, I have to jump in michael you say you you know you mentioned it's michael jordan in like a positive light oh no true no, no, I was about to say this, this, this light is not this is not a positive light. This is the Frank Kaminsky, Michael Jordan. I mean, the Cody Zeller. I mean, countless awful picks. Michael Kidd Gilchrist. Michael Gilchrist. Yeah. So, sorry, I'll pass it back off to you. But I had to. Had to no, no, you're, you're, no, you're spot on. That's. I mean, that was that was my next point. Is that sorry. it was? You know, not I'm bad. I'm obviously not Michael Jordan, but you know, I could go in there and do this draft for him. And then if you look at it, if you're a Charlotte fan, you're sitting there going, "Well, Michael Jordan's been here for a while." And if you're a, if you're a Charlotte Hornets fan, you watch this game, this team win seven games to go draft Michael Kidd Gilchrist. I don't want Michael Jordan making any more picks for this team. Put Jay Cole in there, the man that bought his shares. I was stunned that Mitch Kupchak, smart dude, letting Michael Jordan make make the decisions over here. But it's all allegedly. I don't have any idea. He made the phone call. I'll tell you that. We've seen the video of it. It's just wild, wild to do that. I like the fit in Charlotte. Like I said, if you haven't listened to our previous the previous episode, go check that out. Dylan and I dove deep into the Charlotte Hornets and what we do there and um, why we like Brandon Miller and Scoot. But I like this fit here. I think regardless, Charlotte got a good player. I think they're going to be – I don't know if Dylan or Dolan said this the other week, but I think Charlotte's the team that next year can make such a phenomenal jump. They're getting so many people back. 
I was going to make a Bridges joke, but I'll move on. Uh, the Blazers. <laughs> Perfect the, bridge onto the next topic. That's right. Yeah, damn right. The, 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 um, the, uh, the Blazers picked up Scoot Henderson. This was Dylan's boy in this draft. Uh, really like Scoot Henderson. Absolutely. A lot of people loving his draft outfit. It's got to be a zero out of 10 for me. I don't know what the, it looked like he got it bedazzled at Walmart. I'm not into the grills thing, but the outfit was woo, it was bad. Dylan, fit of Scoot, and now that we know if like he's officially going to be in Portland, how do you you confident in this? Dame's still there. We don't really know what's going to go on with Dame yet. We'll talk about that later on in the show. But it, Scoot, Dame, Anthony Simons, Sharp, it's four it's guards. A, it's a lot of players that like to have the ball in their hand. Um, mm. So it's going to be interesting. I would be very surprised if Dame and Scoot both suit up next year for Portland. Um, but let's say they do. I think that I think it could still potentially work if they can get like another piece. But you think if Portland gets another piece, then one, some one of them is going to be gone. But I do think that Scoot could learn a lot from Dame, if anything, that would help him grow as a player. But I think that Portland making this pick, it obviously upset Dame and seems like, uh, one of them will be on the out. And I think Portland would be really stupid if they traded away Scoot. Dolan, thoughts on Scoot Henderson, Portland, Damian Lillard situation? Yeah, I, I could talk about this one for a while, man. I, I think I if you're it. a Portland fan, you have so much to be excited about. And Absolutely. you can take this in multiple directions, and any of them are thrilling, man. Any of them are absolutely thrilling. If you want to just go ahead and, and just ride with you know the young guys in Dame, if Dame is willing to do that, then that's so exciting. Granted, it's kind of clunky because they're mostly four guards. I'm sure you might be able to push Sharp into the three spot, maybe, mm-hmm. and make it work if you can. Uh, you know, if you find the right four, maybe that's Grant. Um, but you know, Nurkic at the five would probably struggle because he'd be leaned on strongly uh, defensively, and he's you know obviously not a great defender. But uh, anyway, around it, I mean, they have three tremendous guard prospects and then arguably one you know one of the best guards in the league so you know while while it's uh you know there's still a lot of moving pieces to to be determined i'm sure uh a lot to be excited about you either have one of the top players in the nba or you have one of the top uh you know prospects i don't know if you're if we're willing to call him a prospect anymore now that he's drafted but i i mean i guess he still is then you know you either have a top young guy in the nba or a top veteran in the nba to build around and potentially both if you wanted to go that route you could trade scoot i i very highly highly doubt that kind of thing is going to happen the only guy that in my life that i've seen have that kind of power is lebron i don't think damien has that power to say hey trade scoot for a kevin love uh obviously kevin love is is not the actual target i'm talking about trading for he's just kind of the the example because uh lebron got andrew wiggins traded for kevin love but many many years ago but Dude, you, you got to be thrilled. You still have to, you know, lay your head on a pillow every night and wonder what the hell they're about to do next. But yeah. any way around it, I don't think there's any route that you could take as a Portland fan and, and not be super excited about it. Because even if they do start to ship off some of these pieces, the returns on some of these guys is going to be massive. Shane Sharp, dude, I mean, there's not many better trade ships out there. I mean, this dude is unbelievable potential he's an incredible shooter arguably i mean you can make a case he's the best athlete in the entire league right now uh simon's uh you know the the ceiling is the roof as michael jordan would say for that guy that 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 dude is is an incredible incredible shooter and i mean he's just getting started and 
you know, he's he's done this as a third option. He's done it as a second option, and he's had short periods of, of time where he was the number one option. Granted, they lost when he was, you know, the number one option, but that man can light it up in pretty much any scenario. Uh, and then, of course, they got the number two prospect in the draft, number three pick in the draft, partner with Dame. It's just there's so much to be excited about. And uh, th- this team has uh, a long way to go before I, I, I'm sure they kind of build their finished product. But, man, if I'm a Portland fan, I am so fucking excited right now. And anxious, uh, you, too. Like, yeah. it's like excited and anxious because, like, what what route are they going to go? Yeah. It'd be hard to play 2K as a, as a Portland fan right now because, you know, <laughs> what, do, what do you do is, you know, do you just play with the four run guards four, on run, 2K? Run four guards. Four, four guards, guards in their yeah. Yeah. yeah, love it. Absolutely love it. It's going to be – I mean, it, you ain't kidding, man. It, what Portland's going to be doing next is going to be interesting. They're, they're definitely one to keep their eyes on. If it's me, I'm running a scoot sharp trade to others, and let's see what we can get for them. But we'll find out. We will find out. Moving on to number four, the Houston Rockets. I don't feel like this was much of a surprise here. They went Amen Thompson exactly what they needed a guy to take the ball out of Jalen Green's hands uh, not all the time but to help out there to help facilitate we'll, we'll talk about the we'll talk about let's talk about Cam Whitmore now too Cam Whitmore a, a a top five overall projected pick top 10 for sure something happened here uh where he had either a bad workout or didn't interview appropriately I did a lot of I did as, as much digging as I could into this I watched his he gets he falls all the way to 20. He gets drafted by the Rockets. The Rockets have a potential lineup of Amin Thompson, Jalen Green, Cam Whitmore, Jabari Smith Jr., and Alperin Singen uh to run out next season. That is that's awesome. I mean, that is uh that is exactly the, the same territory that I was looking at this past season, Oklahoma City walking into. And I thought they were gonna be one of the most fun young teams in the league. I there's a I don't know if you two know this. There's this like Twitter beef between the Pistons and the Rockets because of like different players that have been drafted. It's the most ridiculous, so stupid. Now that Silas is in Detroit, this is even more thing. But I just go ahead. And now the Thompson yeah. twins yeah. are yeah, drafted exactly. to opposing teams. Exactly. Which amplify it. Hundred percent. And I, I so I watched this Cam Whitmore thing. So I got two questions for you guys about you know on on Amin Thompson and on Cam Whitmore. Cam Whitmore. I watched Cam Whitmore's introductory press conference and they said hey man why'd you fall what happened what do you think happened here and this was the most normal dude just in front of like 20 30 report because this was the big this is one of the big stories that in the draft he was so casual like i just feel like this guy i don't know how he bombed his interview so bad when in front of all these people in this massive embarrassing moment he was like i don't really know why i fell my body feels good i feel fine i felt i interviewed fine it just was the most normal conversation ever and then it when I dig dug a little deeper, this is on Twitter now, so don't come at me. When I dug a little deeper onto this, a lot of reporters for Houston were saying that when he was doing his workouts, not for I'm not sorry, not for Houston, but a lot of reporters for other teams were saying when he was doing his workouts, one of the knocks on his his game is passing. And he times where he should have passed, I think almost didn't do it. Um, he was taking up bad, bad, bad shots, which, again, if you haven't listened to the previous episode, Dylan and I dove deep into Cam Whitmore and how he could be a potential bust here. Cam at 20 is a phenomenal pick, man. Dolan, thoughts on this Rockets team? For me, this is the this is the winner of the draft. I just think they're, they're, start, they're running lineup. They're, they're starters right now. Even, they don't even have to make the playoffs. They probably should in the West maybe, but – they don't have to make the playoffs, I don't feel. 
Yeah, I, I mean, I have a, I have a couple winners from this draft, and and they are my number one. You have to again, they're they're another fan base that just has to be absolutely thrilled about their right. future. Um, Dylan, <laughs> is Dylan with us? Yeah, I'm right here. Yeah, okay, Dylan's going. I can't see Dylan. Can right. you hear me? I can hear you. We go can ahead, hear Dylan. You. Yeah, we're we're gold. We're gold. Sorry. Uh, yeah. So Houston is like they they are my number one winner. How how can you not be thrilled? I think it four and and it's funny because. I'll do anything in my, in my life to give Michael or Dylan shit about things. Mm-hmm. Uh, th- I will say this next statement, and I'm, I don't mean it as shit talking for once towards Michael, but I think after four, there was a, a bit of a gap in talent between four and five. Um, and I, you know, I thought Amen Thompson was the clear fourth best player in this draft. Um, they got him, and then at twenty, man, you, you get a you know an arguably top five prospect in this draft there. Uh, I don't care what it was that caused him to drop to fall that far. You, you have young guys, you have time, you, you take that shot. No question. They did. And, and, and just what a, what a fun looking core. This is, this is shaping up to be, I think Jalen green is set up very well to make a big jump. Jabari Smith, you know, he needs a big jump. I think he can make it. He had a fairly underwhelming rookie year, um, kind of hard circumstances, but underwhelming nonetheless. But I think, they're, they're young guys that have been there for a moment are, are poised to make huge leaps. And um, I've never really liked Kevin Porter as the one uh, in any scenario, much less a, a you know heavily losing team scenario. So I always thought that that fit was kind of funky, even though we put up some good stats sometimes. So uh, that'll that'll be the next thing I look towards is, you know, do they keep them, keep him, put him on the bench or, you know, do they start him over Thompson? I'm not quite sure about that, but uh I at the very least I think Kevin Porter I, he's still a good player I think he's going to be better as more of a combo guard rather than like the, the primary distributor but um you know if if they go the trade route they could trade him for something pretty good I think so uh the I think the pretty clear win of the draft Houston Rockets you got to be thrilled uh everybody's tall everybody's athletic as could be um they have some good passers now uh bringing in Amen, and then obviously Singoon is, is a terrific, terrific passer. Tari Eason's a really good passer. Uh, Jay uh, Sean, what is his name? Jay Sean Tate. Uh, Tate, yeah, he's a really good passer. So, I mean, they have guys that can distribute now. You know, doesn't put a Porter in this awkward fit as much as it used to. So, uh, very, yeah, you got to be thrilled. You got to be thrilled if you're a Rockets fan right now. Ime Udoka has absolute weapons. Dylan's uh, camera came back on. Former fan of, uh, or former team, you know what I'm saying here. Uh, former Boston fan where Ime Udoka used to coach. Dylan, thoughts on the Rockets here? Do you think they're winners of this draft? Do you have anybody else? What do you think this team's going to look like this next season? Yeah, I mean, I think they're, I mean, pr- with the, maybe the asterisk on the Spurs for getting Wimbanyan, but yeah, I think Houston yeah, outside is. outside of that. Yeah, I think Houston is definitely the winner. One thing that I was uh, uh, listening to the other day after the draft was like, Amin Thompson might have the highest ceiling out of everybody in this draft because of his athleticism and his size and his skill set. So just um, just that being a factor in it on top of all the other young prospects they have. And then Ime Adoku, like you said, one um, like problem with the Rockets last year was their locker room. And that was a problem with the Celtics before Ime Adoku got there. He's going to whip them into shape as long as he's not – doing whatever he does in his free time ruining it but he uh it's gonna it's gonna they're gonna be what was that (laughs) what was that go ahead dylan (laughs) um but i do think that 
it's it's going to be a, they're going to be a fun team to watch. I I've liked Jalen Green. I've said that before on here, and um, Amon Thompson's going to going to fit in well with them, and it's going to be fun to watch. We definitely have, pass uh, team. Definitely pass team. Uh, the three of us has known each other for like over ten years now, so there are moments where while jokes want to come out, we have to kind of settle them back in. So, Paul, you know, bear with us on those moments. When we get more comfortable with this, we'll start letting them fly a little bit more often. Not all of them, but some of them for sure. Uh, yeah, this Rockets team is going to go next season again. I don't, I don't. It's too early for me to make a playoff prediction or anything like that. I got to see what else happens in free agency. But if they even if they don't make the playoffs, this is a team that just let the kids run. Let them. Let's see what we got. They're going to be very good sooner rather than later. No way, James Harden goes there now, right? No chance. No, I don't think he ever was. I think he's Huge guess chance. where he's staying. No, look at this guy. Huge chance. I don't think so. I think he's staying in Philly with Tobias Harris. Let's move on to number five. Dolan's spot on. I I did not actually before we do that, Dylan made a very good shout when we were watching the draft. Dylan, what for the people who don't know, because I did not, what is overtime elite? Oh, awesome. So overtime elite is uh a league that just got found, I think, in 2021, like right after COVID. Can't remember the guy's name who created it, but it's pretty much a, a separate league that you can go to. I guess you recruited to and for through ages 16 to 20. And there's only six teams in the league. And then the players, the flat pay, everyone gets paid a hundred thousand dollars a year. Um, they author health offer health benefits and everything too. And then my favorite part is that they have classes, but it's not like teaching history or math, it's like PR classes or mental health classes or like like financial classes classes that help these kids become men and i mean just like i mean i don't i don't know if anyone else has gotten drafted from there i think there has been but no big prospects but i mean one big thing you've heard about the thompson twins is that their character is just phenomenal and i'm not saying that that's solely because of overtime elite but i just think having those classes that help these rather than going to college and then just party which hey that sounds awesome too ain't mad at them yeah ain't mad at them but uh, especially since the NIL and they get paid now, but it's like having this other option um, for these young kids to go to is just, it's awesome. Yeah, no, it's, it's, I, I, the reason I brought Dylan into this is because at five Pistons pick a sore Thompson. Uh, I, if you, again, if you listen to the last week's episode, you'll know that I, I really wanted Cam Whitmore or Jarris Walker. I did not want either one of those guys to go to a direct rival. You could say divisions don't matter. You play those guys four times a year. They don't matter, but you still play them four times a year. I did not want Indiana getting one of those guys. We'll get into that in a minute. But I, I said, I did say then as well that at the end of the day, I, I wanted whoever Troy and Monty wanted, and they were, they came out and were very adamant that they wanted this kid. I thought this was super interesting, right? Troy, somebody, one of the reporters asked um, Troy about the shooting woes of Asore Thompson. And he came out and pretty much, if you've watched any Troy Weaver interview, he, he, he pauses, he takes hours to answer. No, not really, but he takes forever to answer. But he's very quick on this one. I thought this was interesting. He said that when they come to overtime elite, they play NBA rules, NBA court, meaning the three-point line is an NBA three-point line which means they went from a high school three-point line to an NBA three-point line. They didn't go to this college game or anything like that. So he says he felt like the, the Thompson twins, and he, and, he, and he said to that both, the Thompson twins, not just the sore, but the Thompson twins are getting dogged a little bit for their shooting woes when they, you know, at, at 18 years old, they went from straight high school to playing at an NBA three-point level. And 
probably short arming a lot of those. And they he they believe that 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 three ball is going to drop for both of them uh, going forward. And Dylan spot on when they talk about when when he when he talks about overtime elite, you know, giving these guys like PR classes and things like that. You saw it from the jump, man. These these Thompson guys talk very well. Uh, I was loving the suits they were wearing that that uh, black and then cream that they had going on. I'm a big fan of the uh, Asor Thompson pick. I was not originally. I had to be. I had to be uh, kind of. I, I I don't know. I had I I've 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 come around to to Asor Thompson. I I think this is going to work. I see what the uh, what the move is here. I'm stoked on it. I can't wait for the season to begin. Just need guys to stay healthy. For I'm not going to spend too much time on the Pistons, but everybody, I do want to say this to Pistons fans that are potentially listening. If you think that we're going after Cam Thompson, uh, I'm sorry, not Cam Thompson. Um, who's a uh, Dolan Nets player? Cam uh, Johnson. Cam Thomas. Cam Thomas. Cam Thomas. If you think we're going after Cam Thomas to for him to play the starting four, he's not. Isaiah Stewart will start. Anytime that every time Troy Weaver is GM of this team and Monty Williams is coaching, I promise you, Isaiah Stewart, whether you agree with it or not, it's going to happen. Uh, the lineup next next year we roll out, I guarantee starting lineup is going to be Cade, Jaden, a sore or bogey. But I would not be stu- I would not be stunned if a sore was. St- I, I bogey might be traded. I would not be stunned if a sore starting uh, for defense only. They the way they preach defense, Isaiah Stewart and Jalen Duren. I am almost. If if I could put money on that on those odds, I wouldn't listen to Shams if he was putting that up for me. But I would go amen. put money on the Amen. I would go put oh, money on those odds. Yeah, absolute. Uh, let's move let's on. Let's on this. Is it? Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Well, Wait, yeah, I want to well, touch on the story real quick. Yeah. Go ahead. Yeah, dude. I wanted to touch on that shit too. All right, um, go on. So one thing that I saw that was pretty interesting to me, and I sent this to you guys too. So a sore, they're the same height, similar skill set, but he's listed as a forward and a sore and Amon's a point guard. Um, so I thought that was interesting, but also they, in overtime elite, they have won two championships and a sore got both MVPs, not Amin. And then Amin doesn't have any regular season MVPs and a sore has a, has a season MVP too. To me, a sore is going to be better. Done. Book it. It'd be interesting. I can't, I hope so. It'd be interesting. So one thing, and, and, you know, I, I, I can't say I sat down and watched a ton of these games cause that would just be a flat out lie, but. If we're looking at, I'll tell you what we don't do on this show. We don't lie for odds or for clicks. Tell you that right now. Yeah, amen. Shams yeah. allegedly Fucking Go on, snake Shams. Um, but you know, on surface statistics that I'm staring at as we speak, I'm in average point one more points than Asor, so he's obviously much better. But um, so Asor is is this forward? I'm in is this point guard? Guess who averaged more assists this past year? Asor did, yeah, yeah, by like point one or point. Yeah, it, it was point two. Don't get me wrong; it's nothing massive, but six point one Asor and Amen averaged five point nine. So, I, you know, I obviously I, I I trust scouts to a certain extent. I'm sure they, uh, you know, they're well educated on the subject as to why, uh, you know, Amen is is so highly regarded as this lead guard, whereas Asor is going to be more of this off ball guy, but. I did find that super interesting to learn that Asor averaged more assists. Uh, For again, one, it is, it is very one thing that I, one thing I was listening to, they were talking about that is that Asor is really good at coming off screens and making the decision real quick. Where Amon's more of just like running the offense in general. Yeah, yeah, I, yeah. Again, you know, I want to reference me saying like I haven't watched many of these games. I, I ba- barely have watched any of them at all. So you know, again, I, I'm trusting the scouts to do what they do. I I just thought uh, thought that that nugget of information is super interesting. Yeah, it's 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 like the whole you know that is like the whole 
Um, Victor Wimbanyama shooting 28% from three. Nobody talks about that. Everybody's blasting, myself included, bla- ba- blasting Scoot Henderson for only shooting 27% from three. But Victor ain't much better at all. And nobody, and nobody talks about it. Absolutely nobody talks about it. And again, I saw I saw the Asor thing. It'll be interesting, man. Like I said, I've, I've been I've been convinced by Troy and Monty. I said the whole time that I wanted whoever they wanted. They apparently they have been very adamant that they got their guy. Now, of course, they're not going to say they didn't get their guy, but they've been very adamant that they got their guy. And I can't wait. I do feel sadly. I, I do feel there were other there were other rebuilds going around, retools, whatever you want to call it, that are a, a bit more ahead of the Pistons. So again, Pistons fans, if you if you see a line come out for twenty nine wins, uh, I'd stay away from that. I really would because these guys still got they haven't played together. None of them have played together. Lit, um, not this whole team has not played together for a full season. So there's still there's still a lot. Let's 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 hamper expectations here. Let's move on though. I could talk about this uh, all night actually. Uh, at at six, the the Magic drafted Anthony Black. I need to uh, let me take the floor for a minute. I I really like this pick. I like Anthony Black as a player. I thought uh, this was like one of the guys that should have gone to Utah to run that offense. I thought this was a solid pick until and I, this is on me. I should remember who put it up. It was on NBA TV, and one of the analysts put it up. I, white dude, don't know this guy's name. Uh, he put it up that he said, I don't really like this pick. And I was stunned why he said that. And he goes, uh, he they put up. Anthony Black, and then they put up, I'll tell you the player in a minute. They put up another player from a previous draft, and it was pretty much identical stats, and it was the identical uh, scouting report coming out and coming into the NBA draft. And it was Alfred Payton. I was like, I don't think I like that. I do not like that at all. So, Anthony, with Dylan and I said it last week. Dolan and I have said it for a while. One of these, some of these players, a lot of these players are going to be bad. And Anthony Black might could be a sore Thompson, too. Anthony Black might, if he comes to, becomes Alfred Payton. That's a rough. I want to touch on that for a second. Ahead, so Dylan. I think a uh, big difference is Arkansas was one of the best teams in the nation's last year, and Very Alfred true. Payton went to University of Louisiana Lafayette. So the, the competition's big different there, big different competition. So I think that goes in Anthony Black's flavor. flavor favor. Um, gotcha. But other than that, I mean, they have similar hair. So They do have similar hair. This they is a fa- similar. Well. I don't think there's ever been hair similar to Alfred Payton. It's big, you know. It's definitely big. Um, and so, so at the time when we were watching this pick, I, I kind of questioned it for a little while, and then, then I tried to scale back and, and consider it a little, uh, you know, a little differently. Like, you know, if you think what were their next couple options coming up behind Anthony Black, as far as you know, just options that they could have taken, um, you know. Jairus Walker, Taylor Hendricks, like these are guys that play the three, four where Orlando has to feel the strongest about on their roster. Franz Wagner, uh, Paul Banchero. Uh, so, you know, I feel like they kind of made this pick, you know, I would, I would call this somewhat of a fit pick, even though they do have some, a lot of point guard talent over there, but uh, I'm not sure. Dispendable talent. Yeah, yeah, exactly. It's very expendable. Fultz, Anthony and Suggs all still kind of in question um if you can go and find your lead guard go do that so i'm not mad at that at the time i was a little confused at six it felt like black's talent was a little reached for but uh, again when i when i kind of scaled back and i saw you know the the other guys that they may have taken you know it just didn't seem to make a whole lot of sense so so I, i i made a lot more sense out of the pick a couple hours after it happened rather than the time that it happened yeah fair it's gonna be an interesting fit very interesting fit uh, let's move on to. I'll jump ahead. 
Orlando took um, Jet Howard at 11. Yeah, at 11 out of Michigan. Dylan really liked this pick. Yeah, I think I think that he that's your cue, Dill. Yeah, uh, one thing. So a lot of people saw them taking Grady Dick here, and not to sh- uh, like shame Grady Dick. To me, he's just like his ceiling's not very high. Jet Howard is a really good shooter too, one of the best shooters in the draft. Obviously, Grady Dick was the best shooter, but one of the best shooters in the draft. And he, um, but he can do more than that, and his ceiling is much much higher. So I think them going there rather than Grady Dick was smart because they still. Uh, fix a need when shooting because they were one of the worst three-point shooting teams in the league. Uh, Jet Howard, I think, shot 41% from three last year. So it's uh, good numbers on that. And like I said, he he can do much more than just shoot. Rather, Grady Dick is just a scorer and dresses stupid. If you're not going to shame Grady Dick on that, shame him for his stupid-ass outfit that he wore, the dumbass Kansas That's why red shoulder pads with the glasses. I will tell you this. If I'm Toronto – Pretty stoked. You got I mean, that guy could. That's that goes two one of two ways here, right? And it's there's no in between. You're either going to be super marketable doing that kind of stuff, or you are going to be a fucking bust, and you are going to get picked on for a long time. And we will see. We will say which way it goes with uh, with old Grady Dick. But uh, Jet Howard Dolan, you got any thoughts on this? Uh, you know, personally, I thought uh, it felt like they overthought it a little bit here. But I mean, Jet can fucking shoot, man. Obviously, you know, his, his dad was a, a fellow Michigan guy, Fab Five guy, you know, an NBA player for a long time. So, you know, the pedigree's there. He, you know, he becomes a really interesting prospect when you think of, you know, the upbringing he has. Um, it felt like a little bit of an overthought pick. I, I thought Grady Dick was a pretty easy selection there technically, but I could see how this works out for them. Uh, I, I don't think this is a bad pick. I don't think it was the best one either, but I won't waste too much time critiquing it, I guess. That he'll be, I think he'll fit fine in the NBA. A lot of Michigan guys are starting to fit fine in the NBA, and the reason is Easy because Juwan, big guy, take <laughs> off the homer hat. Juwan, 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 yeah, yeah. Juwan plays a uh, an NBA style defense. I don't know how good this kid's gonna be. Uh, I hope he does do well. But also, one thing, I, I thought Magic were one of my winners of the draft. I'll be honest, I've cooled on that a little bit. Uh, I I do like Anthony Black a lot. I'm a big fan of Anthony Black. I like Jed Howard, but I don't think you fix shooting with one guy. I still think they have a problem at three at the three point range. They're going to see we'll see what they do in the um, um, in the off season here with some trades. But I, I've cooled slightly on the Magic. I was very adamant Magic was one of my winners, but I've cooled a little bit. Let's go backwards uh, at seven and eight. Dylan, why are second round picks so important? We saw many many trades of second round picks. One of these massive trades, continuous trades, was with Boston. If you guys don't know, real quick, we stayed up for this almost the entire draft to watch the Celtics pick at like 25, 25 and then they yeah. traded it to the Pistons, and then they traded it like two more times, and all we did was stay up because Dylan was desperate to draft GG Jackson. Uh, didn't happen, but Dylan, why are second-round picks so important for this new CBA? So if you – first-round pick uh, is it has a guaranteed contract. They have to be on your roster. If you get a second-round pick, you can – you don't have to – they don't have to stay on your roster – and you can run the two-way deals and stuff like that. And that comes a lot with money. So that way you have the flexibility to be able to fill roster spots and also be able to just waive players if you need to too because without paying that fee. And, I mean, the talent jump between 25 and 45, I mean, it's all, all about fit there. So, like, that's why, like, G.G. Jackson, who potentially could have been the best pick in the next year's draft, it fell all the way to 45. So I think that that's why. The reason that I, I bring that up, the reason why that's such a big topic right now 
is because you see a lot of second round picks trading around. And one of them happened here where the Pacers picked Bilal Koulibaly. Pretty much embarrassing Washington, who that was Washington was definitely going to draft. The Pacers draft this guy and tell him, no, we actually really like this guy. If you want him, we'll trade him to you, but you got to give us two second, you know, second round picks, which Washington bowed down to immediately. Traded those two second round picks, got Bilal Koulibaly, and the Pacers went and drafted Jarris Walker, who I felt was the most pro-ready guy coming into the draft. Dylan, I'll come to you about Jarris Walker. But before we do that, talk to me about Washington. About, I'll say, 48 hours before the draft, we were thinking Washington's one of the worst teams in the entire world. And then very quickly, Tyus Jones, Jordan Poole, backcourt looking a lot of fun. And if they get if they flip Tyus Jones for a one and Bilal Koulibaly becomes good, which we don't know yet, a lot of French, you know, a lot of French guards have not been good in the league. So Bilal Koulibaly becomes good. They've got Koulibaly, Jordan Poole, backcourt for a while. Tell me, talk to me about Washington, man. Yeah, I mean, dude, they had like a four-day rebuild pretty much. Unloading Chris Paul's contract was just such a beautiful move for them to just uh, really kickstart what they wanted to build. And, and man, if, if <laughs> it's funny because, I, I mean, I, I personally sat through – one of the most grueling rebuilds in probably American sports history. Uh, and to think that Washington got almost as much done in four days that Philly did in like several years, thanks to some terrible drafting, like it is almost sickening, but it's kind of funny at the same time. But I mean, Jordan Poole was, I mean, he's, he's perfect, man. I, I, I know he didn't play well, the, you know, this past year, but in his down year off the bench, uh, he averaged 20 points. Obviously, this is a little inflated. Steph missed some time. He got starts. He averaged a lot of points in his starts. Inflated. I understand that. But, man, this guy's potential is through the roof. I mean, he just signed a max contract a year ago. You know, obviously, you know, we have this whole past year of worth of, you know, of his mistakes and his fuck-ups and getting punched by Draymond Green. But, you know, there's a reason he signed a max contract, and that is, like, super, super high potential um the ability is there man this guy this guy can he can be so good um you know it's it's going to be up to him but i mean the talent is so obviously there obviously you know he he needs he needs some good coaching he needs uh you know he needs some good accountability but um i, I think he he would he would be a kind of guy that i would want to build my team around to be honest or you know I, I would be really intrigued to at least try that so um i think Corey kispert's you know a decent option um, I think Daniel Gafford's a pretty serviceable five. Um, he's not, there's not a lot of great starting centers in the league. I think Gafford is, he's probably the 21st best center starting center in the league, but you know, there, there's worse options than that for sure. Um, so uh, I think Kendrick Nunn, Monty Morris, um, who am I missing? Oh shit. Uh, I'm missing. They have one more point guard. Fuck. I don't know. Anyway, around they they have three. Uh, not Tyus Jones. They they already had a couple guys in place, but uh, you know they have trade chips slash guys that I think can can give them good minutes. Um, so I don't know a ton about Bilal or however you say his name. Yeah, uh, I'll let you know. I'll leave that for you guys. But um, I've read a lot about him. Uh, I haven't seen much of him play. Uh, it sounds like the potential's there, but it also sounds like a couple months ago he was nowhere near this highly regarded and just made like an astronomical leap, which kind of always concerns me to a certain degree when, you know, if you're watching basketball and like 
you're like, ah, this guy's, you know, maybe he's going to be okay. And then you stop watching basketball and start watching a guy work out. And that's when you start to fall in love with the guy. I don't, that, that always feels weird to me. So someone's got to uh, be bad, right? Somebody's yeah, got to yeah. be bad in this draft. Yeah. So uh, I don't know. A lot of questions about that seventh pick. I felt, I guess they felt comfortable taking a huge risk. And I think they did exactly that. But, you know, we'll see how that works out for them. I'm not going to speak too much on that subject because. I don't feel super, super well educated about that player, but which as a um, Washington fan, you got to feel excited for this upcoming season. Way more excited than you were a week, dude. Yeah, a, a week ago you were in the dumps, and now you, you know, you got Jordan Poole, and that alone should be pretty damn exciting. I mean, this guy as a number one option should be a lot of fun. I could see a a twenty four, uh, you know, point per game and seven assists per game kind of season out of him. Maybe even a little bit better, but. Uh, we'll see. He's still got to do it. He's still got to make the improvements. He's still got to be a leader, which they're going to thrust on him very quickly to be the leader of this organization, I would think, or at least the face of it. So he's going to be dealt a lot of responsibility. We'll see how he responds, but I think he's the kind of guy that you, you know, is, is worth trying to give that responsibility to. Dylan, if you want to touch on Washington, go ahead, but talk to me about Jairus Walker and this fit in Indiana and how good this is going to be. Yeah, I think Indiana's almost at a place where they're, if not win now, very, very, very close to win now. And Jarris, like you, you mentioned earlier, Michael, he's pro-ready. I mean, that dude is jacked. He's got the most pro-style body out of anyone I've ever seen. He's ripped, dude. And if anything, at his, his worst, he's going to be an elite defender. So I, And I think he's a good shooter from what I mean. He was a good stretch four. So I'm very excited for this, for the Pacers. It's going to be good. I don't know what's going to happen with like Miles Turner. But it seems like the Pacers have been looking to make some moves. Them getting Walker, it definitely is good. He'll he's gonna be very very good for. Who's their starting for? Was because they also have Matherly. It's uh, Goggle Jalen Jalen Smith Dolan. Who's who's is it Jalen Smith? Say again. I'm sorry. Starting four for um, Indiana. Indiana. Jalen Smith last year. Uh, Miles they had Miles the four. Um, dude, they do they that that lineup with. Oh, it's almost hard to keep track. Yeah, they, yeah, they were taking. Uh, they, dude, they tried. They tried just about everything. They have Isaiah Jackson, who played primarily five. Obviously, when Miles Turner was out, yeah, I mean, I guess Jalen Smith, but he really started losing a lot of time late in the season because of defensive woes. O'Shea Brissett is like kind of a fringe three-four. So, I mean, they have they had a ton of different starting fours. It's it's kind of hard to to really name one. I think. They finished the season starting uh, Boston guy, Aaron uh, Neesmith. Neesmith. Uh, Neesmith. Neesmith. Oh, yeah, that's right. Yeah, that, I think that's who they they started the final, like, 20 games. That's before, right. I think you're so. right, actually. So, yeah, I don't know. I that, think, that item's a little all over the place to answer that question. I, I think Matherlin's going to be in the starting lineup coming up this year. I think. Yep. So, I think, I mean, Pacers are going to be a potential. I don't know if you had him on your list of uh, league pass teams, but I think they're on there. They're going to be For fun. sure. I loved you know how I feel about Tyrese Halliburton. I love Tyrese. I love a, I love a ugly. Damn, is that thing ugly? But I love a uh, tall, uh, crafty guard, man. And Tyrese Halliburton is that in abundance. Let's move on to uh, number number nine. Utah Jazz take uh, Taylor Hendricks. We talked about it last week. His floor is a three and D guy. He is this. That is the guy that everybody keeps talking about. This all do is get a three and D guy. And we're gonna be ready to go. That's Taylor Hendricks. He's the three and D guy that everybody keeps talking about. He is going to fit right in beside Walker Kessler there in Utah. That Utah team is going to be, I don't know, I still don't believe playoffs. Again, somebody's got to be bad. Man, Taylor Hendricks' jump shot might not go down. He might not be that good of a defender. But from all accounts, 
He's a three and D guy, and this could be a very – this team's building for sure. Where a year ago we thought Utah was going to be the worst damn team in the league, came out hot. Taylor Hendricks comes in now. Solid, solid pickups right there. Uh, Dylan, any, Dylan, Dylan, any thoughts on uh, Taylor Hendricks here? Yeah, I think um, – you kind of touched on it a little bit. I think Utah was – better than everyone expected last year and i think hendrick does make make them better whether the like you said at least his defense will be there i think at the very least defense is something that usually transitions over um offense is a question mark sometimes obviously whether that will transition but i do think it's a good pick uh and he's got a high ceiling so it's like he something you could definitely grow off of for sure for sure and they, they a little later on they drafted bryce Sensiball late first round and they also took Keontae george and i'm a big fan of this Keontae george kids i think draft. this is yeah, I think mean, this is this is a haul, haul. This is going to be an interesting team next year, and I think again Taylor Hendricks is the 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 big one of the draft. But I think Keontae George is going to go under the radar. I think this is a very good point guard, and I think he's going to have a spot in this league. Dylan, thoughts overall on Utah? There, uh, uh, you know, another team that just has to be thrilled, man. Uh, I thought you know the, Hendricks, he seems to be pretty good at at everything. You know, I I think he's going to find his niche, you know, somewhere in the NBA and. And become a good player you know he seems you've said it a few times somebody has to be bad it really to me it doesn't feel like Hendricks is going to be that guy I think he finds his role somewhere in the NBA and then they took a shot on two guys later uh, one was mid first the other one was late first both guys you know since ball a great shooter uh, George seems to be you know a really good score so guys with like really high offensive potential um, so you know Hendricks he seems to have a lot of defensive potential. Uh, Walker Kessler already there, standing at the five for a, you know he should be there for a long time. So long. this team has offense potential, they have defense potential, and then they add it to it on both fronts. So uh, you got to be thrilled. Shout out Utah! They have the ugliest jerseys in the NBA. Change that. <laughs> Go back to those mountains with the purple. Those are sick. To get rid of these block yellow and black nastiness. Uh, final pick, for, stupid. Final pick from shit. us. They are boring as shit. This, I, I don't know what I'm talking about. This the final pick of the draft. If you want to know anything deeper about any of these picks, come follow us at the Post Up Boys or go follow us individually at Dillbon00, at Ryan Props with a Z, or at Carefree Willis. We, we can literally talk about this all day long. But final pick, number 10, Kaysen Wallace to the Mavericks, which eventually goes to the Thunder. This was hilarious. Uh, he's from Dallas. He gets picked up by Dallas. He's stoked. And then... Finds out he gets traded to, to uh, the OKC Thunder, and they go, "Hi, hey, what like do you Elbridge's think about that style?" My yeah, yeah, quick, and he goes, uh, "Well, I mean, I'm fine, but there's really nothing to do there." Uh, Dylan and I were pretty hype on this guy. Dylan, and I said it last week. If you're ever in doubt, what do you do, Dylan? Go Kentucky guards, dude. <laughs> I'll go Kentucky guard. There's going to be no problems taking the Kentucky guard. From all accounts, this kid's a stud. I, I'm interested to see. He's not going to start, right, Dylan? Like, I mean, you've got your starting lineup there. You got Dort. You've got Giddy, you've got Shea, Chet's coming back, and he looks yacked. Uh, you know, I mean, you got Williams there. You're not going to be, you're not going to be messing around and putting Case and Wallace in, but it'd be fun coming off the bench, right? Yeah, I, I think so. I, I felt like one of the, like the, the weirdest things about this draft, which you know, adding, adding depth is never necessarily a bad thing, of course, but I thought there was a lot of really strong guard teams that added more guards. This is an example. Detroit's an example. Portland's an example. But, um, you know, I, I, I get it. I, I, I didn't, you know, I, was, I didn't fall in love with the pick. It felt like a little bit of a reach. Um, 
but and and it, it felt like a bit of a weird fit but at the same time you know to be a good team you still need those good bench pieces now at 10 i don't know if you're drafting uh with the thought of you know getting a good bench piece but you know he's not he's not uprooting shay's position by any means maybe he can steal the two and put giddy at three or four um but i i feel like it's a little bit of a weird fit a little bit of a a reach but I, you know at the same time even with that said i didn't feel like it was a bad pick by any, any means you guys mentioned it kentucky cards man tyrese maxi dude that's my freaking guy uh uh it, it's it's really hard to ever complain about uh those types of draft picks so uh not my favorite but uh, you know not not awful not by not by any means dylan thoughts on case and wallace here you kind of wanted uh boston to go up and get this kid yeah i like wallace a lot and i I, I agree and disagree, though, and I do agree it's a super weird fit, but also it's like draft the best – who you think the best player available is, too. So, like, I get that, too. But I'm very happy that it seems like people are learning because how many times – like, Maxi was the 21st pick? Yep. Yeah, so it's like – Yep. How how many people – I bet there's people in the top 10 that wish they drafted Maxi, you know? So, it's like I think you got to take that. I think a Kentucky point guard, especially if you were good in college – that's got to jump you a couple spots. It's got to. It's just been proven time and time again. So I am glad that potentially people are learning. I don't, like I said, I was excited to see this guy play. And he obviously is still going to play. But like I wanted to see this guy like play, run the offense right off the bat. Obviously, he's not going to do that. But still, still, I still think he's going to be very good. Yeah, it's I, I like the I like this kid, man. I didn't know much about him going into the draft and then or a little bit before the draft, but then I you know, I'm starting to look up and read up on and do a lot of research on this and I, I really like this kid. Still like Keontae George, probably my favorite player, not in the lottery, but uh Case and Wallace, man, this could be uh again, always take the Kentucky guard. They they played on the same fourth fourth grade AAU team. Keontae George go. and Case and Wallace. Their there birthday is one day apart. There you go, Dylan. There you go. All right, that is uh, that is the rundown one through ten of the draft. Again, if you want more insight on this, come follow all of us on Twitter. Come hang out with us. Talk to us about it. We can talk about this all day long. Dylan, Dolan, give me your, give me some players that you liked. It can be who we talked about, who we didn't talk about. Give me teams that you're looking forward to, and 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 give me who sucked. Dylan, let me start with you. So I want to go with the pick I think I like the most, and it was probably the most obvious pick at this is outside of the top 10, Derek Lively to Dallas. I think that is just such a yep. intense fit. And a lot of people didn't have lively that high, but he hits such a need for them. And his ceiling is so high. He's been shooting threes too. So let's see if he can get a consistent three down. And plus his defense is game changing defense right off the bat. And they're leading re- they're I think, um, Powell was their center, and he averaged four rebounds a game. That's embarrassing. So Derek Lively is going to average ten and ten right off the bat. Oof, oof. Don't be you ready because he has no offensive game. However, I still do really <laughs> like the pick. Dolan, who you who do you like? Uh, who, who's who's one of your favorite picks out? It could be who we talked about, who we didn't talk about. Who do you like? Yeah, I actually, I have one that we didn't talk about. I, I thought uh, New Orleans did a, a terrific job. I, I really, they only had one pick in the draft. They got Hawkins, man. I, I love this fit. Uh, if you ever assume that Zion steps foot onto a floor again, I think Hawkins is a terrific fit beside him. I am, I'm, I want to, I want to be the the conductor of the train of like the Trey Murphy fan base 
I am the biggest Trey Murphy fan in the world. Uh, and I think Hawkins even adds to that. Like, I love these wings that they're adding that can just shoot the lights out. Um, I'm, I'm such a huge Mur- uh, Murphy fan, and I think Hawkins is a fairly uh, similar upside for this team. You know, keeps around in B.I. You know, he doesn't shoot a lot of threes. Um, Zion's not much of a three-point shooter. Obviously, McCollum can 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 stroke it a bit, but, um, you know, keeps surrounding guys like B.I. And, and Zion with shooters, man. I, I thought Hawkins, I thought they absolutely nailed their pick with him. I think he, you can make a case he's the best shooter in this draft. So, absolutely love that pick by the Pelicans. My favorite pick of the draft on guy that I think is going to be good. I, I can't I can't get away from the Cam Whitmore thing uh, to Houston. I just it blows my mind that he fell that far. Every time I watch a video of this guy talk, he just seems like a normal, just down to earth dude. I have no idea why this kid fell so far. I really like this pick a lot. I think Houston got steal of the draft at twenty. I just I can't believe nobody took a, a at least a flyer on him. He was top five projected a week ago, literally a week ago. Right now, as we're talking top five he goes 20 back to you know over to houston it's super super interesting uh favorite moment of the draft for me uh chris murray gets drafted by portland right before the kings had a selection but chris murray gets drafted to portland and and dolan dylan and i were facetiming during this draft and and when when he got selected the best thing that i think could have happened is is they put up his draft comparison and this was the laziest draft comparison i've ever seen in my life they put up his brother uh from sacramento and they just put yeah yeah this is who chris murray's gonna be i'm like did we really just fucking fall into that little trap right there we're gonna be that lazy with these draft predictions they really went there they really went there absolutely unbelievable stuff dylan any uh any concerns you got coming out of this draft here who's uh any teams that you like man what was that or one one small thing you mentioned favorite moment um, us waiting. Me so pumped for the 25th pick. I'm so pumped that I love this draft. I was so pumped. The Celtics got a first round pick in this draft. And my guy, I've been saying on this podcast, my guy is still available at 25 and Nick Smith Jr. Yeah. And so and I'm so pumped. And the Celtics would have gotten him. It would have been so awesome. And they trade back and he goes 27 to Charlotte, which is an odd fit, but I mean, late first round. Anyway. Can't, I can't stress this enough though. Like Dylan Dolan and I sat and waited. We were excited. We said we're going to stay up and watch Dylan's pick. Yep. They make they make a trade back. Detroit makes their selection. My team's done. Dolan doesn't really have any dog I'm in this fight. Screaming, hoping for more trade backs. Uh, I thought that shit was so funny. It tra- did Boston trades back two more times, I believe, into the second round. Just, we we were dying, man. It was awesome. Go ahead, Dylan. Who was uh, any other question marks you got in this draft? So I really am not a fan. I don't like the Bilal pick just because I feel like there were better players there. I think it might work out, but I think that it's one thing for Wimby to be that high because of his thing. But like a lot of people said, how many French players have really panned out? So it's like kind of hard, but I want, we already talked about him. One pick, I, I really don't like Grady Dick. And I don't know why Toronto went there with him. Um, to me, if you're just a, a shooter, that's not an, enough. It's just like not in today's yeah. NBA. He's 6'8". He's got good size. And I don't – I'm being super honest. didn't watch a lot of Kansas basketball this season. So, I I don't like the pick. Just, you can't just be a shooter. I mean, it's just not – You can't just be a shooter. He's got good size, like I said. He dresses stupid. So, like I said, that is what it is. But Grady Dick came up there in his classic Kyle Korver, J.J. Redick. Any white dude who shoots the three ball at a consistent clip, that's who you're going to get compared yeah. to. Congrats. And it's like uh, what – and their ceilings are high. Kyle Korver was an all-star one time because his team was really good. Like – yeah, 
all-star <laughs> starter nonetheless. Let me, <laughs> let me give you yeah, facts. Shout That's an absolute fact. Let me let me give you one uh, real quick, and then Dolan, I'll leave it with you. One that I want everybody to pay attention to: Jaime Jaquez Junior of the Miami Heat. We just watched a I don't uh, talk about the Heat. We watched a we watched the Miami Heat team that got um, production. Maybe not the end there, but production from a lot of guys that nobody really knows about. This could potentially pay attention to this kid. He might be another one that just going to give you random nights where he drops thirty two on you. Uh, Dolan, who do you got? Who do you got out of this draft? Anybody you have question marks on? Or are you good here? Uh, yeah, I'm mostly good. I, I wanted to, uh, I, I'll treat this as a misery loves company opportunity. And, you know, I, I could sit and critique my own team a little bit. I'm, I'm pretty excited about who the Sixers brought in post-draft. Uh, there was two guys that were mid-second round prospects uh, on most accounts, and we signed both of them. The two top uh, undrafted prospects, we brought in both, and we have three two-way deals this year so um we brought in three prospects i feel all right about so you know considering they had no picks i thought that they did okay i got a question chicago you know i think and i feel like it's an almost a, a weekly thing or a pretty close to weekly thing like this team is this fan base I, i've screamed all night about how exciting it must be to be part of this fan base and this fan yeah. base and this fan base but if you're in part of the chicago fan base you got to be so fucking bored, dude. I would just sleep all day, man. I truly, I'd have nothing, nothing going for me. And like, you know, how, how is this team in, in no good shape? They have boring stars. If you're even willing to call them that. And you know, Levine definitely deserves a title. DeMar did at one point, probably still does, but uh, you know, certainly seems Diffy. to be falling in the wrong direction. Um, yeah. But uh, Vucevic is definitely not a star. He's, he's a solid player, but uh just there's just so little to be excited about they had nothing basically in the draft they bought in to the 35th pick they got a guy that's a massive project uh there's just there's just nothing there for chicago in my eyes uh if you're a bulls fan man at me tell me what you're living for tell me you know just let me know if i'm missing something i, I actually I don't do see that. it man you, you're gonna be out lonzo what seems to be yet again all next season which is such a massive shame uh for sort of random but i i was always such a, a big fan of lonzo post all of the lavar ball stuff because um you know he came into into the league and shooting was arguably his biggest weakness and then he turned it into his biggest strength dude this dude this dude put in work and this was be, he became one of the more lethal three-point shooters in the entire league I'm not exaggerating when I say that. I mean, he was knocking down over three a game. There's not that many people that do that these days. So um, there's a lot of guys that try and not a lot of guys that succeed. So uh, I, I actually ended up becoming quite a big Lonzo fan. So I, I think it's a massive shame he's hurt. Uh, this knee injury is just so devastating. And, uh, you know, we, we definitely have to wonder if we ever see uh, prime Lonzo ever. So, um, you know, and that's a shame for from Chicago's perspective, but. You know, is there anything to be excited about on this team? It's funny you brought that up because literally uh, the other day I'm thinking of like, and I'm gonna I'm gonna bring this. This is a, it's a good segue into uh, the next uh, question I got. Is that somebody some team has to be bad next year? Like somebody's got to be. Like not everyone's gonna be awesome. All this hype that everybody's feeling around their team going into next season, even going into this off season of you know free agency and trades. Someone's going to be bad. And I'm thinking, but well, we haven't talked about Chicago at all. I could not imagine being Chicago, Minnesota. Oh, oh, T's and P's to them. Uh, last thing real quick on the draft. Trace Jackson Davis out of Indiana. 
got a got a follow from me because he put up a tweet. He was second to last pick in the draft. He put up a tweet. And he said, "All y'all gonna feel something." I should I, I don't quote me here, but he says he put something something up of "I'll show all y'all" or "All y'all gonna regret it" or something like that. Rooting for you, kid. If you don't, I'll be the first one coming to pick on you because you can't be talking that shit going second to last in the draft. So we will see Trace Jackson Davis. Come on, kid. Going over to the Warriors. Yep, over to the Warriors. So good for him. We'll see. We'll see. Let's get a roll on that team first. But uh, that's it for the draft. An hour. An hour of draft talk right there. And we I got pl- I got plenty more too, but we didn't yeah, even talk yeah. about the Celtics pick. So again, let's move. If you got any, if you have anything else you want to cover on the draft, come hang out with us on Twitter at the Post Up Boys. We'll plug our our personal uh, um, Twitters at the end of the show and everything. But come hang out with us. Come chat. We'll, we will really talk about this all day long. Let's jump into the off season real quick. Do you want to talk about Dame first? We talked enough about Dame. Yeah, I think we've hammered that in. Uh, quite a bit. I think I just went on a 10 minute spiel a couple minutes ago about that team. So, uh, Dylan, who you got for free agency? Anybody big for free agency? So, I mean, I, I basically, I just have a list in front of me. Of, of hold on. Top. Hold on. Yes. Michael, I have a question for you. Dolan, do not answer this question. Can I answer it? Michael. Okay. Why would the Sixers sign James Harden back? Like from unbiased. Why, would why, they? why would they? Yeah. Why would they? No, the, the, for for because because Daryl Morey has a and I'm not this is not allegedly this is Daryl Morey has an, a legit hard on for James Harden I don't know what it is but Daryl Morey absolutely fucking loves this guy Daryl Morey thinks this guy is a stud he did everything he could to get him from from the Nets over to Philly why will they sign him I do not know but why should they why should Philadelphia sign sign James Harden it's it it's just who. Don't answer Dolan because Dolan's a Philly fan, right? Um, who, who, if you don't sign James Harden, who are you getting in? And then the question becomes: If you don't have, if if would you rather have the field or James Harden? Once you identify what that field is, I don't think there is a field. I don't think there is a field at all. I don't think Philadelphia has any idea of who they want. Is 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 it legit? Is it Fred Van Vliet? I mean, yeah, probably uh- you. Honest to God, Dolan, you want to look me dead in the face and you say that you'd rather have Fred Van Vliet over James Harden? You're the fucking right. <laughs> I don't listen. You're I don't, fucking right. Listen, I don't think that's like crazy. I've seen all I needed to see, buddy. I it's it's not crazy, but it like it is it not is it not still wild to say that kind of thing? Like James Harden's still a. I mean, I don't know, man. I don't know. I don't know why. I don't know why. Phil, to answer your question, Dylan. If your Philly give you a good reason to sign James Harden, I don't really have one other than what is the field here. And if you, I mean, you'd rather if you have no one, if the if the field is no one because they're not linked with anybody. But if the field is no one, you gotta you need James, right? Like, do you, you're gonna pick you're gonna pick nothing over James Harden? I'm asking you, Dylan. Asking me? You're saying. Dolan and Dylan is very close, so sometimes it's tough to tell. I think I think you do go James Harden if there's no other options. I agree. no, if there's no other option, Dolan, you're the you're the you're the I said Phillies fan. You're the 76ers fan here. Who genuinely like who's been linked to the 76ers right now? No one. Uh, Hart. It feels like just Harden, which is is a, is a damn shame. And and I get what you're getting at, hundred percent, obviously. But 
the what else is what else do we need to see out of James Harden in the postseason? What other questions are left unanswered? I'm done. I'm done. And I'm done with our offense being dribbled out 18 seconds just to make one pass and have a horrible shot. I'm done with this era of James Harden. I will take that field. And that does not have to be a point guard field, mind you. We have a point guard. Tyrese Maxey can play point guard. He's one of the best assist-to-turnover ratio guys in the league. He's not going to average who 10 or 11 like who, Harden Who did. plays the two then? Huh? Who plays the well, two? We have Melton, which makes for a fairly small backcourt, but also leaves us open to signing twos and threes. I'll, I want the financial flexibility. I want the Mac. I want Maxi to get that additional responsibility, um, and and then if if we can not sign James and then unload Tobias, then next year we're loaded with cap. So we can either set ourselves up for the you'll the have next, to pay Maxi next year. Do yeah yeah, and we better be ready to do that. That's perfectly fine. Yeah, do do that absolutely. There, you know, so if you've no got if. I think I think with I think with Portland drafting drafting Scoot, I think that takes any Damian Lillard to Philly trade off the books because I don't know what Philly has to offer Portland for that picks and you know they're not going to take Tyrese Maxey. You're not running a five guard system like you're just not doing it. Yeah, what picks exactly? So I think that takes that off. I think Miami's really the only option for Dan, but we won't dive into that. I think this is this is an interesting. This is a very interesting offseason for Philly and it's it's interesting for Boston as well but I just think it's so interesting for what's going to go on in Philadelphia if if I'm Philly I think that I think Dolan just answered the question and I think I, Dolan I think you're right like I genuinely think you're right but I think there are more he's looking at that going I can't let James Harden walk and fucking play shake Melton at the two there are more he's not going to do that and you you know Daryl Morey has a wet dream for James Harden like this guy is in aware. love with him all too aware Hey, go get fucking go put Jeremy Grant on this team instead, man. Start Maxi at the one, you don't have put money. him at the four, dude. Give me, give me Jeremy a, Grant wants one hundred and forty million dollars over over four years. One hundred and forty is what poor is what is what is being That's rumored right now. One hundred and forty <laughs> over like four or five I years. Mean, you, we, I mean, we can go down the free agent list. I'll take some of these guys. I mean, there, there's there's some talent out there. I just. I'm ready for the next phase, man. Kyrie, I, dude. You can sign Kyrie. If we if we run back the Harden phase yet again, I'm going to be so upset. Would and you I rather have Kyrie or Harden? Oh, good lord! You know who I want at this point, Kyrie. Just because I agree, I've seen him hit big shots. I've seen James Harden. I mean, James Harden. We literally watched James Harden become Ben Simmons. I've had enough of guys <laughs> turning into Ben Simmons or period Ben Simmons. I I just I'm so I'm so done with it. It like hurts me to my core. To think of the fact that, you know, if, if we make the postseason next year, which if we bring back Harden, you know, almost guaranteed that we will. But then I have to watch that shit again. Are you fucking kidding me, dude? I would rather just, I'd rather just have an honest, like, like, I'm, like some some teams lost with some dignity this this postseason. We aren't, we were not one of those teams. We were, we were pathetic. Who'd you lose I, to? I don't even know. I'm a, listen, man, I got to be honest. I, I got to be honest, completely unbiased here. I'm appalled at the lack of trust coming from you, Dolan. Okay? If there's one thing that all Philly fans need to have in abundance, you, you got to trust this process, dude. Shut You're going to get up. there. All right, you are going to get there. Let me ask you a genuine question. Honestly, God, genuine question. If you guys suck this year, okay, you guys, re, you guys re-sign James Harden, you're keeping lethal score Tobias Harris on your team, 
and you run into this, let's just say that, let's say you make it to the Eastern Conference Finals and you lose out. I don't care to who, but let's say you lose out. Embiid staying? Like, is this, is this, is he going to go, is like, is this the way this is all going to end? Like Embiid just kind of If we bring back Harden, that's the way it's going to end. That's what I'm getting at. Uh, Embiid's not done. You know, Embiid still has time time to go. You know, he's he's still got time. But if we bring I back Harden. I mean, done Harden, in Philly. Huh? I meant done in Philly. Oh, I, yeah, I, I'm with you. His, okay. his time is not yeah. over in Philly, and it's it could potentially not even be that close. But if we bring back Harden and just keep losing in the same way, with fucking Tobias Harris scoring six points and James Harden not even shooting the ball in the fourth quarter and Joel turning the ball over like crazy in the fourth, yet choke, you know, not to mention the choking that he seems to do every postseason. I just, I can't handle it anymore. I can't imagine Joel will want to handle it anymore. It just, uh, we're just, that team is, is just so, there, there's no level of improvement that seems realistic from that team, from what we just saw. Uh, into next season they're just you know what what is left to find out what what from, we all tired all, of this group I, from all reports uh from the um i think i think he's pompeo i can't remember his first name yeah keith he's pompey the, yeah keith pompey pompeo i think is on his twitter handle but keith pompey is the uh 76ers uh beat reporter he's stating multiple times been very adamant for weeks now that philadelphia is going to be keeping james Harden, one to keep Load an eye on for today. sure did he really t's and p's trust it dog trust it dylan thoughts chris paul golden state what do you think is going to happen there uh to me it's i don't even there's nothing to talk about i mean really he's really? gonna be okay off the bench but i don't think he's gonna make he makes it much better at all don't i do not think so at all I don't. I don't mean it as the uh, like the fit or anything like that. But Chris Paul going over to uh, Golden State, finaling, you know, finalizing his. Uh, his I career. saw today they're looking to trade him. So who knows? <laughs> Un- unbelievable! Unbelievable! Yeah. That's that would be that would be. You're not we're not going to talk about Zingus Pingus to the Celtics. Nope. Yeah, no, that you can have at it. Floor's I, yours, I just I feel like that was such a big deal, but I mean I do have the Celtics timeline, so that's why it was such a big deal. Maybe to non Celtics, it's not a big we deal. We talked about we talked about Marcus Smart last week, did we not? No, we didn't. Yeah, Boston uh trades over Marcus Smart to Memphis. Good pickup from Memphis. Dylan, what did the Celtics get in this whole haul here? So initially they got uh they gave up Marcus Smart, Danilo Gallinari, and Mike Muscala, and they received Chris that's Porzingis in a first round pick and they flipped that one first round pick for four second round picks. I mean, as a Celtics fan, it's bittersweet because Marcus smart. he's, I mean, I remember when they drafted him six overall, I was all hype on the draft because he was supposed to be like top two the year before he decided to stay. So I was like all pumped on this dude. I actually remember his uh, NBA comparison was to James Harden. I didn't age well, but uh, I was, a. It, it was weird to see him go reading all these like farewell things and stuff like that. And then that's it. That's the end of it. So I listened to probably three podcasts, three or four podcasts on Thursday because the trade happened Wednesday night. I tweeted this out too. And I listened to all these podcasts. I'm like, oh, darn, Marcus Smart's gone. I want to hear what the Celtics are, what people think the Celtics are going to do with 25th pick. I was all pumped. And no one even said a word about it. And they're just all crying, boohooing about Marcus Smart. I'm like, he's gone. We have the rest of the season to freaking cry about Marcus Smart being gone. Let's talk about the draft. And then still I go on Twitter and all these people are crying about the draft. I'm just like, you should not be loyal to these players. You should not do it. 
because they aren't loyal to us. Unless they're legends. But like, like I, I was listening to like uh, the Athletics NBA show, and they said Marcus Smart might get his jersey retired. Now that he, if he if he ended his career there, like stay there, I would potentially say yes. But just because he's such a fan favorite, and I said I love Marcus Smart, but I said a couple weeks ago, he's a roller coaster of a player. He brings some good and he brings some bad, and it's just like and. Whether that was best for the Celtics, I don't know, but I am sick of watching that roller coaster at the very least. I mean, I'm going to miss him to death. Love that guy. I was very bittersweet, but let's see what we can do now. Like Brad, even Brad teared up in his press conference. It was a very hard decision for him. I trust in Brad. Just like both of us, all three of us touching our GM, trust our GMs. Right, Dolan? Right, Dolan? <laughs> right, Dolan? Trust process, dude. Dylan, who do you think is going to be? We've got, uh, you got no point guard, no real point guard now. You got Derek White there. You think this is going to be point guard by committee or you think Tan's about to turn into point forward but to see this guy go off for 18 points one night and then 50 points the next night what do you think dude I think that there's two couple options there I think Derek White can run point guard a little bit I do think that um Malcolm Brogdon can do it a little bit too if he stays there and then obviously I think Tatum too I think Tatum's it depends I'm reading a lot of stuff the Celtics aren't done they might get something else I'm not sure what that something else would be um but I do think that there's a it's going to be point guard by committee. I think it's going to be different things. I'm interested to see how that offense runs because the the Celtics were best last year when Marcus Smart was playing the facilitating point guard. That's when they were at best and at their best. And obviously they're not going to have that. So we're going to see how it's going to go. I think having a full offseason of Joe Mazzullo coaching, being coaching his team now is going to make a big difference on the offensive side. Lot, lot going on. And we haven't even started free agency I think we have, if we haven't touched up on everything, we're going to wrap it up here because we are at an hour and probably 15 minutes now. Stoked to have the boys back together. Don't want you got trivia? I do have trivia. Let's have it, dude. Oh, well, this will be pretty quick, fellas. Uh, there is X amount of identical twins in the NBA. There's X sets of identical twins Current in the NBA. Current or all time? Current. How okay. many are there? Identical twins. The Morris twins. We got one. Are we counting the Thompson, Thompson twins? Thomas. Yes. Sorry. Murray. The Murray Lopez twins. twins. Three. Lopez. Four. Murray. Okay. You said Lopez. Um, you guys are doing great because the last two are tough. All right. I got this. This is nothing. You very likely won't get the six. In fact, I'll just go ahead and help you out. But uh, Martin. Martin twins. There it is. Yeah, yeah. So supposedly there's uh, the Martin twins claim to be fraternal. Uh, rather than identical, uh, I don't, I don't know. I'm not getting into that, but they look super alike. So uh, I'm going to go ahead and keep calling them identical. And uh, there's are, one more set, I, right? There is one more set that nobody in the world would know. Julian and Justin Champagne, I guess is how you say their name. Hey, one of the plays uh, with the Celtics. Justin Champagne plays with Celtics. There you go. Well, there you go. So yeah, six six sets of identical twins in the NBA now that the uh, Thompson twins have joined the party. Interesting. That it? Indeed. That's it. I I figure we will. Uh, since this episode has been so long, we won't do any of this or that. No, nah, we'll switch it off to next week because again, we are running fairly late. Thank you all so very much for listening. We love doing this shit. Be a friend by telling a friend. Share this podcast out to all of your friends. Love, buddy. Come hang out with us every single week. If you want more draft coverage, follow us on at the Post Up Boys. If you want to talk about the Celtics. Follow Dylan. Dylan, where can they find you at? You can follow me at at Dilbon00. If you want to follow, if you want to talk 
about why trust is the hardest thing in the world to have, about why putting your faith in an organization that does not love you back. And if you want to talk about why James Harden and Tobias Harris are definite Sixers next year, then you go follow my friend Ryan Dolan on Twitter. Ryan, where can they find you at? You, you you might find me at a new location this week after I changed my <laughs> Twitter name to I fucking hate Michael. Uh, but you can find me at, at Ryan Props. Props ends in a Z on Twitter, my friends. And if you want to talk Pistons or you just want to talk basketball or soccer, you want to talk either one of those, you come hang out with me at Carefree Willis on Twitter. Again, follow the show's Twitter as well, at The Post Up Boys. Big stuff coming up this summer. Off season going to be electric. Like I said, thank you all so much for listening. We fucking love doing this show. See you all next week. Three-man booth next week. See y'all.